Hello, everybody. In this episode of The Squadron, we're going to talk about why we're here, why we're willing to do what we do, and why we're willing to be the one. And we're going to go back and explore these issues and find our why. Stick with me. You are a warrior. Three twenty one status. What kind of vehicle is it? You are the very best your nation has to offer. Nine one one. Multiple shots fired. They're asking you to leave. Five. We need a Bearcat. It's up to us. For one thirty three, I need somebody that's got a visual of where the shooter is. You must be sound in mind, body, and spirit. Forty two. Where's the officer down? I have a rescue helicopter that wants to land and help. This is the podcast that will make you the one. Copy running eastbound. The one that will bring everyone back. Trouble, we have shot fired, shot fired. Give me back up now. Because no one else is coming. I'm going to have an officer shot. An officer shot. 100 block of East Street. Suspect is down. Suspect is down. This is The Squad Room. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the squad room. I'm your host, Garrett Tesla. I'm an active duty sergeant for a sheriff's office in Southern California. And on this show, we're going to talk about our why. Now, it's almost become cliche at this point to discuss such things. Uh, and it sounds uh, potentially it sounds a little uh, uncomfortable for some of you. But it is so important to understand why we're here. In fact, it's so important. I addressed this in episode 68. And we're going to come back to that episode. And I'm actually going to replay that episode as part of this here it's short uh because that episode got such a great response uh when it first came out and so i think there's some value in uh in 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 showing that again uh but first you know to understand why we're here and the two why we are called into this profession we need to understand what we're doing and it goes to this idea of being the one that I talk about, right? And this is a great episode to reiterate what that statement means and where it came from. New people to the show may not have gone back. You may not listen, but you hear me talk about the one. And it comes from a specific quote. And um, it's important because being the one requires that we know why we're here, why we're doing what we're doing. You can't be the one if you don't know why you're here. So it's a quote from... Uh, the philosopher Heraclitus, speaking about the army uh, back in his day, which was way long ago. But he says, out of every 100 men, 10 shouldn't even be there. 80 are just targets. Nine are the real fighters, and we are lucky to have them, for they make the battle. Ah, but the one, one is a warrior, and he will bring the others back. Now, you can imagine, I don't think that Heraclitus was talking about the one, one true warrior as someone who didn't know why they were there, right? That person is the 10 who shouldn't even be there. If you don't know why you're there, you probably shouldn't be there. And the same is true in our profession and also in the things that we do in our day-to-day lives that we sometimes gloss over, myself included, and we miss. We miss opportunities to get better because we don't know why we're doing what we're doing. We're absentmindedly moving about our day, developing bad habits, bad strategies of coping, etc., And so we don't understand why we're there. And so it's important to know these things because it goes to, again, the badges concept, our beliefs, actions, discipline, goals, emotions, and service. And knowing why you are here is part of your beliefs. And knowing the beliefs and knowing what your beliefs are 
is the first step towards these other ideas of actions, discipline, goals, emotions, and service. None of those things can be accomplished without knowing what your beliefs are. And one of the biggest ones is knowing why you're here. So why is it this job? Why do you do this job? What is it about this job? Whether you are currently employed in law enforcement, whether you're trying to get hired, whether you're retired and you're listening, or you're in another first responder profession, what is it about the jobs that you do that speak to you? Because it can't just be the paycheck because there are other paying jobs that would do with much better, uh, better pay, better hours, better on the family life. So it's not the financial salary we get. It's the psychological salary. So what is that though? What is that for you? So this really is important knowing why you're here. And it's important to bring attention and intention to our lives, particularly around our jobs. And I'm learning more and more every day around our interactions with our family. Knowing why you're here helps you understand what you're willing to fight for. So episode 68 was titled, Why Are You Here? And like I said, it got a great response, such a great response. And it was such on point for this idea that coincides with badges that I just wanted to replay it because it pretty much says a lot of things that I need to say and why rehash it. So this is episode 68 version two. And uh, let me know your comments afterwards. Let me know what you think. Let me know why you're here. Let me shoot me an email. Garrett, two R's, two T's, Garrett at the squadroom.net. Let me know why you're here, whether that means why you're listening to the show, whether that means why, why you're uh, at work and why you come to work every day, why you put on that vest and belt. Why are you here? All right, here we go. So why are we here? Actually, the better question is, why are you here? Why are you listening to this show? Presumably, if you're listening to this show, you're going to fall in one of the few categories that I've found of people who listen to the show. And obviously, first, the most, uh, most obvious one, not most important, but most obvious one is you're a cop. Uh, also, we have a lot of people who listen to the show who want to be cops. Other people listen to the show because they have a loved one who's a cop. And there's others uh, who are also first responders in a related field, fire and EMS. But that's about it. I'm sure I'm missing a few here and there, but all the emails I get are one of those four types of people. We're not attracting a lot of accountants to this show. So why are you here? Why are you listening? To get better? To make some changes? To fix some problems in your own life that you've identified and you're no longer willing to accept? Well, good. Me too. That's why I'm here. But why are you here? Right here. Where you are right now. If you're in the car, why are you in the car? Are you headed to work? Out on patrol, perhaps? Driving the kids to soccer practice? Maybe some of you are at the gym. Why are you there? Is it to get stronger? To get leaner? To impress the girls over at the elliptical machines? I see you looking. Why are you there? Maybe you're mowing the lawn, doing yard work. Why are you there? Is it to cut the grass and pick the weeds, tend the flowers? Okay, that's what you're doing. But why? Why are you doing it? Is it for self-satisfaction? For relaxation? Or is it to keep your yard as looking as nice as the neighbors? Some of you, myself included, might find yourself at a bar sometime this weekend. 
Why? Why are you there? Are you there to meet with friends, share an experience, bond with other humans? Or are you there to hide, to literally drown out parts of you, drown out fears, insecurities? To kill off with tasty poison the parts of you you haven't come to terms with? So why are you there? Why am I here? Am I here for self-satisfaction, growth, and personal development? Or am I here talking to this microphone because I want your attention? I want your approval. Maybe I want you to think I'm cool. Honestly, some days I'm not sure why I'm here. And I'm sure there are plenty of days why you aren't sure why you are where you are either. The only way to know why we're doing what we're doing, why you're practicing, or why you're participating, is to evaluate your intent, to dissect your motives, your reasons, your rationales for doing what you do. I think a lot of us could be doing a better job of understanding our intent. Now, let's use that example of someone listening in in their car right now. What are you doing right now? What is the purpose of your butt in that seat at that moment? If it's bringing the kids to soccer, is that your why? To play taxi for someone too young to operate their car? Or is your why to provide your children with an experience, with a lesson in teamwork, to instill in them the values of hard work, perseverance, perseverance, and discipline? That's a much better why than just playing taxi, right? For those that might be listening on patrol right now, why are you in that car? Are you there because it's your Monday and that's what you do and you go out on patrol and you drive around doing laps around your city? Or is it because you know when people see you, they feel safe and protected, that the bad guys will think twice knowing that you're in the area? Which one's a better why? Maybe you're on your way to a call, but why? Is it because someone called 911 and it's your job to show up? Or is it because someone called 911 and you're the guy or the girl that filled out the application, went through the 10-step hiring process, a six-month academy, and 18 weeks of field training, and then took your place on the thin blue line, raised your hand, and then said, send me. The point here is to remind you not to lose touch with your intentions. Something easier said than done. And in our hectic lives of shift work and kids and poor sleep and negative media attention, sometimes it can be nearly impossible. But why are you here? I said earlier there are four types of people that listen to the show. Cops, people who want to be cops, people who love a cop, and other first responders. So this this question applies to all of you. Why are you here? What is your intent today? What is your purpose? Why are you doing what you're doing. Is it for recognition, attention, promotion, social acceptance? Are we here to win the department's Medal of Valor Award or to impress our coworkers as the top shot in the department? Well, here's the problem with that. If you're hoping to be recognized for your actions, your deeds, your behaviors, then you're choosing, the value, you're choosing to value the results and not the process. The results, not the process. And that, my friends, is backwards. See, people, we're in a profession where our results are often not up to us. We might, you might conduct a great investigation, secure a search warrant, arrest a suspect, and receive a full confession. But that conviction isn't up to you. There's a quagmire of a legal system in your way, and 12 strangers poised to ruin your outcome. Should you be so focused on your outcome and be so dependent on the whims, insecurities, talents, and fears of others? Of strangers, nonetheless? See, judging your success, your character, or your self-worth with a conviction rate, that's giving value to the result. But if instead, you can value a thorough investigation, a professional response, a well-written report, and a demonstration of empathy to your victims, well then, you're valuing the process. And the only thing you can control is the process. So, shouldn't your intention, your focus, your purpose be in the process? 
If that's all that we can control, I think so. Now, if we are seeking to find joy, pride, fulfillment, where do you think you are more easily to find it? In the results or in the process? You'll find it more frequently and readily in the process because, again, that's the only thing you can control. Now, here's the biggest struggle I see going on nationwide right now with our brothers and sisters on that line. We've been so marginalized by a media bent on sensationalized stories and a public who feels more suspicious of us, of us since any time in the 60s, since any time since the 60s and the civil rights movement. There isn't a cop working today that went through that period, so it's all new to all of us. In policing, our employee reviews, our promotions, our reputation is often predicated on our results. We seek to be known as aggressive or proactive, an officer who is out on the street hooking and booking. When we return from court, we regale our partners with the stories of the prelim and how the suspect was held to answer on the charge. But that's a result. We bemoan the prosecutors when they cut a plea on a case you work so hard on and you're not happy with the result. It's natural, and I do it too, but it eats us up. Why are we so concerned? Why do we care? If your purpose in this job is racking up incarceration rates, traffic citations, and popular support on social media, you will forever be putting your purpose, your reason for doing this job, into someone else's hands. But if your purpose is in bringing calm to chaos, defense to the defenseless, and upholding and defending the Constitution, well, then no one can ever take that away from you. Now, should it matter what people say about us on the news or on Facebook? For anyone who's been doing this job for any amount of time, I'm guessing that during your training in the academy, you got plenty of lectures on being prepared for being unpopular. Some of us were even proud about it. I lost friends because I became a cop, and I was fine with that. You were told to expect the rants, the jerk on the traffic stop screaming that he pays your salary, the thankless domestic violence victim who blames you when you arrest the guy who just gave her a black eye. When do we forget that it doesn't matter? It doesn't matter what they think. They being the general public, the social justice warriors, the anti-cop crowd, the media, all of them. It doesn't matter. Does their denial make us any less needed? It's just the opposite. People who deny the need for law enforcement, deny the value you bring, they need you more than most. It's my belief that these people are predisposed to being victims. And I don't mean here that they cry victim like crying wolf, but I mean that when they're truly likely to be victims because their sense of law and righteousness and honor and value are askew. It's not that they're bad people, they just don't know. And really, they're ignorant to the fact that they don't know. So why are we trying so hard to convince people who don't like us that they need us? Why don't we just show them? But here's the thing. We can't can't show them with work stoppages and slowdowns like the blue flu or the Ferguson effect. In my mind, that only proves their point. You can't display it on your cop t-shirts and decals that loudly announce you're an off-duty cop. Sure, there's a place to enjoy those things, but perhaps a t-shirt with a Spartan helmet and some quote about being a warrior is sending a wrong message to the soccer mom in line behind you. I'm a warrior. Get back. I'm dangerous. When we wear those shirts or blast those stickers on our cars, we're asking, we're actually begging people to notice us. Please! Please look at me. Please acknowledge me. Please give me respect. Why? Why do we need that attention? And what do you expect when you get it? A thank you? Someone asking you for your autograph? Is that the sign of a true warrior? As our previous guest, Colonel Grossman, has said, the sheep are uncomfortable around the sheepdog. We remind them too much of the violence that lurks in the dark, so they prefer to keep us at a distance. Another famous quote by George Orwell says that people sleep peacefully in their beds because rough men stand ready to do violence on their behalf. I'll add women to that. Rough men and women stand ready. 
but nowhere does he say that we stand ready only if the public adulation is sufficient to stroke our ego. No. We stand ready regardless. Going back to my point, we, collectively we, as the police, are becoming focused on the result, and in my opinion, it's an unattainable result anyway. We're focused on achieving the result of public adoration and support from a fringe who doesn't understand us. Instead, we could focus on the process. The process is simple. Go to work every day to protect the downtrodden, hunt the evil, and defend the Constitution. Value the quality of your work, the things you yourself can control. If we can focus on the process, we might improve the result. So how do we do that? You need to reconnect with your purpose. You need to reconnect with your intent. As I said at the beginning, why are you here? Drop the BS, drop the matcha crap, drop the baggage and the salty salt of a lengthy career. Why are you here? What do you intend to do? What is your intention? What is your intent? Wear your intention like a piece of equipment on your gun belt. In fact, better yet, wear it like your badge. Keep it polished and bright. Keep it easily identifiable. Keep it recognizable to those around you. Wear your intention, your true intention for doing this job. Wear it proudly, just like that badge. For when you do, the reflection off of your intention, like your badge, will draw others to you. You, yes, you, can lead people, but only once your purpose and intention are in alignment. So if they're not, get to work. Until next time, take care of each other and stay safe.